This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Are you ready to end the vicious, often debilitating cycles of anxiety and depression in your life? Mike Oglesby offers a groundbreaking new approach to eliminating the cycles of anxiety and depression that can change your life. Since developing the philosophies and systematic approach taught in his book, Mike has become well-known for helping people eliminate these disorders from their lives for good. Most people are trying to manage or address the symptoms of anxiety and depression. But these disorders are symptoms of deeper conflicts within the subconscious mind. To achieve relief, you must first understand what they are and why you are experiencing them. Then you must have tools effective enough to reach the conflicts, causing them in the subconscious mind that are practical for integration in your life. Fight Back delivers this knowledge in a clear, simple format that is easily understandable and teaches life-changing philosophies tools and techniques to help you resolve these conflicts so you can live free from debilitating cycles of anxiety and depression. It will help you to eliminate the cycles of anxiety and depression from your life, learn how to gain mental and emotional stability, and a sense of control over your life. Be more effective in your decisions, habits, and outcomes. Gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your experiences in life, and connect with greater levels of happiness, peace, and personal growth. Valeria Tellez interviews Mike Oglesby, the author of Fight Back and the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression. Mike Oglesby is a transformative coach who has been helping people eradicate anxiety and depression and live more effective lives since 2011 when he founded Maximized Mind LLC in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. His diverse, unique background and experience with anxiety and depression, both personally and professionally, have led him to create a powerful system and philosophy that addresses the root causes of these debilitations. One of his main philosophies is that empowerment is the key to overcoming anxiety and depression, as well as most things in life. Empowerment comes through knowledge, and knowledge about the self becomes self-empowerment. Therefore, he devotes much of his time as a coach, mentor, advisor, friend, and partner to teaching and helping people understand themselves in a deeper way that allows them to step into their own personal power and make the changes they desire in their lives. Mike's formal educational background consists of a Bachelor of Science in Psychology from the University of Phoenix and an MBA from Trident University International. He has received numerous certifications and training through several organizations and academies as a clinical hypnotherapist and neuro-linguistic programming NLP practitioner. Mike has been featured on ABC television shows several times, numerous radio programs, including international radio, and has been featured several times for his success stories in magazines and publications. Meet Mike at MaximizedMind.com. 
Here's the interview with Mike Oglesby. In your own words, who am I speaking with today? <laughs> well, hello there, and thank you so much for having me on today. What a joy and pleasure it is to share the exciting work that I do, and also to be with the fellow author and light workers, I like to say as well. My name is Mike Oglesby. I'm the owner of Maximized Mind Hypnotherapy and Coaching in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. For more than a decade, I've been helping people change their lives using tools like hypnosis, NLP coaching, energy work, and other forms of alternative and some traditional psychological modalities. I specialize in helping people overcome anxiety and depression. That's kind of my hot spot and what I'm most passionate about. I think most likely because I struggled with it for so many years of my life too and have been able to transform and even end those debilitating cycles. Also, I'm the author of Fight Back in the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression. Now, this book is uh, based on my structure, my system, my teachings and philosophies that I've used myself. And this is how I overcame those debilitating anxiety and depression cycles in my life. And so this is what I teach my clients. And in this book, I share these teachings and philosophies as well. So just recently, under my newest business, Great Awakenings, I created the End the Cycles podcast, and this is where I share many of these teachings and philosophies that are relevant to people who suffer from anxiety and depression. You know, things that I learn and and take from the clients that I work with and things that I've gone through in my own life, I'm able to reach a broader audience with, you know, my message and my, my teachings and my philosophies. So that's what In the Cycles uh, podcast is really all about. And these things are relevant. You know, there's so many things that we go through and deal with when it comes to anxiety and depression. And I want to help people, you know, in those cycles in their lives. So I have many things going on, but it really boils down to, you know, I love helping people overcome and end the cycles of anxiety and depression from their lives. And that's what I'm really about. You know, I absolutely love Uh, seeing people change their lives. There's nothing like it. I'm sure you understand exactly what I'm talking about. What is life to you? That's an interesting question. You know, I think of life as a progressive experience where we become more and expand our awareness and potential. I've heard many theories about this, but I'm not really sure what the correct or definite answer to what life is. But I think for me, it's just a compilation of experiences for me to sift through, maybe even just for the sake of experiencing, but that I learn more from uh, about myself. I once heard that each human is uh, just a different expression of awareness of the creator for the purpose of experiencing itself from different perspectives. You know, I kind of think about life as like an ocean, and we are individual drops of that ocean. We contain everything that the ocean contains, but we're just a unique expression of it. At this time, what is the purpose of your life? Well, I truly believe my purpose, at least at this time in my life, is to be a beacon of hope, a guiding light, if you will, for those out there who are suffering from anxiety and depression, and really just the recurring cycles of pain and suffering in life. You know, I think of myself as a conduit, 
And wherever I'm led by God or whatever you relate to the intelligent force that governs this existence as, that's where I go. I live my life in that state, and I allow myself to be guided by that small, subtle voice within that we tend to call intuition. And at this time, it has called me to rise up and begin speaking out in this world through my business, Maximize Mind, and Great Awakenings, uh, through my book, Fight Back, and my podcast, End the Cycles. So that's what I'm doing, and it's so interesting when you live your life that way. You know, it's quite magical how things begin to fall into place and work themselves out in sometimes seemingly extraordinary ways. But I tend to go wherever I am called to go. And I try to follow that voice because really and truly, that's been the most successful strategy I've ever implemented, ever, you know, stepped into and worked with. What are some of the greatest misconceptions about happiness in your opinion? Well, you know, this is fascinating. You know, in my opinion, happiness is not a feeling. You know, we tend to think of happiness based on how we feel or that it's a feeling that we have. But I relate more to it as a state of being. If I rely on my feelings to determine whether I'm happy or not, I'm not going to have a very fulfilled life. At least I don't think I will. I didn't before, you know, when I was relying on my emotional state to dictate and determine what my life was going to be and what it was going to look like. It wasn't a very happy, fulfilling life. You know, I think of a heart rate monitor, for example. You know, it's up and it's down. What a great representation of life, isn't it? It's full of ups and downs, which can have a major effect on how we feel. Some days are tougher than others, but that's no reason, at least for me, that I believe to not be happy, to not recognize that the diversity of life, the ups and the downs are all part of it, and that we can enjoy and be happy even through the struggles and difficulties. You know, pain has a great way of teaching us things and moving us in the right directions in life if we allow you know, I see no reason to not be happy about that. You know what I mean? And and that all begins with making the choice to be happy, I think. For me, it all began with that choice. And not just a single choice, but a single choice to make that choice at all times. And I think we have to make that choice consciously over and over again until we become that choice, until it just becomes a way of life rather than something we work to achieve. Now, that's kind of one of the things, you know, I think that, you know, when we're asking for these things, we have to step into this like a lifestyle. If you want to be happy, it's not something that you do, it's something you become. So you, you, you start to create a lifestyle that supports that, you know, but that doesn't mean that we don't still have to make that choice consciously once the work, you know, and once we get those patterns set in, you know, the work isn't done. Look, the work is never done, right? You know, growth is a lifestyle. It's not a task. We're either going to work to maintain a lifestyle that we don't really want, which I think most of the population is doing because that's what we're taught to do, or we're going to work for and to attain the lifestyle we truly do want. So either way, I think we're going to do the work. It's just what do we really want to build? What do we want that work to actually, you know, create in our life? You know, I saw a post the other day. Uh, I think it was by Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, right? And he said, you know, don't go to work for eight hours uh, and then not go home and work on your own dream. 
You know, don't go out there and do all this stuff and forget about what you want. You know, you've got to work on that lifestyle. You've got to work on your goals, your dreams, and you've got to implement these things that that you feel strongly about that you really, really want. And I think happiness is one of those things that, you know, you have to work at in order to achieve because life isn't easy. I think we get this misconception that when we work on ourselves and when we grow, that life becomes easy. And, and at least in my experience and anybody else that I've ever you know, worked with, and it doesn't really matter the status of the person. They can be a really successful person or they can be a really unsuccessful person. Life is hard. You know, and and we have to work at it. The things that we truly want and want to create in our, our life, we have to work at that, you know? So I think we have to work for uh, the lifestyle that we truly want. Uh, and happiness, I think, is more of a state of being and a lifestyle that we live. You know, I also think it's important, to, you know, to point out the understanding of what feelings are to begin with. Since we rely on feelings so much, You know, people don't even really know what feelings are. And it's really simple. You know, when you think a happy thought, how do you feel? Happy, right? When you think a sad thought, how do you feel? Sad. See, your emotions are actually nothing more than your body's response to your thoughts. That's it. So if you want to be happy, you have to make that choice. And you have to stick with it by correcting and regulating that thought state. Otherwise, your mind's going to run undisciplined and you'll find reasons not to be happy. There's plenty of reasons not to be happy, but there's equally plenty of reasons to be happy. And I think it starts with that choice and then stepping into a lifestyle where we cultivate an internal first environment of happiness that will then spread and reflect external of us. So these are some of the greatest misconceptions about happiness, in my opinion. You know, but again, that comes with an understanding that we must work to develop those internal factors to reach that state of understanding that will then allow us to experience true happiness in this sense. What is healing to you? Great question. I think healing really is a process of letting go and replacing those things we have taken on throughout our lives that, you know, no longer serve us to hold on to, which I think everything that we go through serves us at some point in our life. And healing and growing, I think, is really about letting go of those things that we've outgrown and, and that you know, no longer serve us. And I think it comes with new understandings and higher levels of thinking. You know, for example, I grew up being bullied and beat up by my older brothers. Now, as an adult, I understand that kids do what kids do, and sometimes that's just part of having older brothers. However, As a child, I didn't understand those things. And so it was traumatic for me because I didn't feel safe the way I needed to. The way that I've healed is by giving that inner part of me, that little boy who felt unsafe or scared and rejected, a voice to be heard and a safe place to be by taking care of him and teaching him that he is safe and showing him that by loving and nurturing myself. You know, when you go through things like this, you learn to treat or should I say mistreat yourself in the same or similar ways in which you were mistreated. You know, based on this example, you know, about me growing up and being bullied, well, I grew up to put myself down, beat myself up and bully myself with my thoughts and, you know, my my self-reflections and even my actions. 
you know, when I realized I was treating myself the way I was treated and didn't want to be treated that way, I nurtured myself to health by changing my inner critic into an inner coach. I reinforced my value and worth through repetition and practicing healthy self-talk. And I sat with myself on many occasions to honor me by having compassion for my inner child, which, you know, you know, we call this inner child work. You know, I've written out more pages of pain and struggle than I can count through journaling, which I highly encourage people to do. It's a wonderful tool and a safe way for you to express yourself fully and completely without worrying about any consequences or recourse from anyone else. Once you get to the point in your life where those events and experiences no longer have an emotional pull that controls you and takes you down, you know that you, for at least the most part, have healed that part of yourself. And it's definitely worth it to get to the point where it has no effect, at least in a negative way. That, to me, it means the healing is complete. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? You know, I think freedom is a widely misinterpreted idea. I don't think that we can be completely free in the body. Uh, There's always rules in the world as well as physical limits, you know. But freedom to me is more of a mental state, you know, where we can freely create and experience the world as we want, regardless of what's going on. You know, we always have a choice of how we want to interpret life. You know, for example, many people choose, of course, unconsciously to view pain as a terrible thing, something to be avoided at all costs. Well, I view pain as one of our greatest gifts because it's what pushes us in new directions and alerts us when there's a problem that needs to be tended to. You know, I don't want to walk through life not knowing that I have problems that need to be solved. And I understand that pain is one of those tools, I guess, that, you know, this system of life uses to let me know when there's a problem. So I have the freedom to view pain that way, which then allows me the freedom to interact with it in a different way. You know, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world or around you. You know, nobody can make you think a certain way. You know, you could be coerced, but you always do have a choice. They may be able to control how you act or what you do, but nobody can control your thoughts and imagination without your permission. You know, it's the one thing that you have that nobody can touch. You know, speaking to imagination, you know, most people view it as some make-believe place that isn't logical or useful in this world. But I think you would agree with me that the imagination is probably the most powerful place you could ever be in because it's the beginning of creation for us as humans. That house you're in, that car you drive, that job or line of work you do, it all began in the imagination and through a process was brought into this physical world. And nobody ever gets to dictate what you do in there. And so to me, that is freedom and what it means to be free. At this time, what is the world's greatest need? And also, do you have a vision for a new reality? Love. It's really all about love in the end, right? You know, and love is an action. We live in a world where many people have learned to divide and separate. Most of us have learned to see the differences rather than the similarities amongst mankind. But I do think that's changing, especially with the technological advances and the younger generations. 
You know, there's so much that's said about the younger generations, but there's so many qualities they are bringing in to correct what has happened throughout the ages. You know, there's a higher tolerance. There's a greater level of acceptance because there's, you know, more of a connection, I think, these days. So it's really good to see that. My vision for a new reality is a world connected with and for purpose of helping each other become better, you know, to explore the potential of mankind together, because I think that's when we're going to reach our greatest heights. You know, that's when we're going to make our greatest strides and advances. I mean, can you imagine everybody working together for the good of everybody rather than, you know, certain powers or certain sets of people or certain groups. Can you imagine if we all just, you know, stood together and what we could do? Oh, I I don't even think our imaginations could even handle, you know, the possibilities that we truly do have. And it would be for the overall good of mankind. You know, there would be no more need or desire for things like war, poverty, and the many things that are driven by those who seek power over others and, you know, money and dominance. And I do think we're moving closer to that reality, but I think there's still so much work to be done. You know, and I think that's why people like you and I exist, to help push us to greater level of potential in this world, you know, to reach out and to connect others through a unified vision of love. What is your understanding and idea of love? I believe love to be an action. I think it produces feelings and experiences, but ultimately, I think love is an action. And that can be expressed in many ways, such as compassion, empathy, helping someone in some way, taking care of the needs you have and nurturing yourself, and even what we're doing here by sharing with others things that may help them feel and become better beings. You know, that's why I stated that it's really all about love, doing things that are helpful to others and the self. I do think that doing for others at the expense of the self is not always, you know, an act of love unless, you know, from a greater perspective, all that's involved in that action or result uh, are benefited in some way. You know, many people try to do for others at the expense of themselves. Uh, But I believe the ultimate act of love is always towards the self. Because when we are empowered at our fullest, we're able to help others in a greater way. You know, we've seen throughout history many figures who did an incredible job of teaching what love is. They were doers, and they also stood in their own power as well. How do you define success? What is to be successful to you? I think success can have many different meanings depending on who you ask. And I also think that we all have the right to define success in whatever way we want. So I don't know that there's necessarily a definition of success. I I do think it's a subjective idea. Uh, But for me, uh, success is a compilation of many things. Uh, For example, a fulfilling relationship with those whom I love and desire a relationship. You know, my wife, my children and family, you know, people that I care about. You know, having a good, fulfilling relationship, that is part of success. A reaching out and helping people in this world live better lives, that's what I do. So, you know, that's more of my work and more of my passion. 
wealth and abundance of money that allows me to provide for my material needs, take care of my family and the things that, you know, that I need, as well as pursue my passions and desires fully. That way I can go out and express myself and my gifts and my talents in this world to its fullest potential. So I think wealth and abundance is a necessary part of success for me as well. You know, moving through my struggles and difficulties in life in successful ways, which also includes learning the lessons of my failures for greater growth and development. You know, I think that we tend to look at failures and temporary defeats as something that's bad. But I've learned throughout my time that they've been some of the greatest gifts. So being able to move through those in successful ways, which means learning those lessons, applying those lessons, growing, becoming better, that's a part of success as well. And even just enjoying the journey of life and living with a sense of peace and contentment in my life. I think for me, that's success. So... (laughs) Why did you choose to do what you do? I absolutely love what I do, and I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. But oddly enough, I think it chose me more so than me choosing it. As I look back on my life, I've always had a tendency to like and want to help people feel good or better when they're struggling. You know, I had a rough run in life for many years, so I didn't do this near to the ability that I had. But I can say that that has remained uh, a consistent passion within me throughout most of my life. I've always been fascinated with the mind. You know, even from an early age, I somehow had this idea that we could achieve anything the mind could conceive. I don't know where this came from, but I always had it. As an adult, this interest took me down the road to a college degree in psychology, And while I was in school, I came upon an NLP certification course that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I was intrigued, so I enrolled and became certified. This led me to explore hypnosis because it's very closely linked. And before I knew it, I was taking course after course, getting certification after certification. I couldn't get enough. It was like I was captivated by the possibilities I had begun to learn about. And after practicing hypnosis and NLP on some people that were willing to let me explore with them, I was invited to set up an office inside a local chiropractor's office and begin working with his clientele. It's like the universe just rolled out the red carpet for me, so I stepped onto it without a clue of how things were going to turn out. I had instant clientele and began to gain popularity in the city quite rapidly. And this was the beginning of Maximized Mind Hypnotherapy and Coaching in Myrtle Beach. Now I've been helping people for more than a decade as a hypnotherapist and coach. Recently, since the release of my book, Fight Back, In the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression, I have created my newest business, Great Awakenings, and it's the platform that I'm growing to begin teaching larger groups of people throughout the world, you know, about my system, my structure, my teachings and philosophies that I used myself personally to end those cycles of anxiety and depression from my life, as well as what I teach others. And one of the other ways that I do this is through my podcast, End the Cycles. So I'm really, really excited for this journey and the expansion because it's such a needed and it's such a very high priority, I think, in this world is to help people gain greater mental health because that's where it all begins. How did you become a writer? You know, it's kind of funny that I became a writer. I was a high school dropout and hated reading, much less writing. 
but through my transformation of ending over 30 years of debilitating anxiety and depression, I knew I had to share my teachings, my philosophies, and the tools that I've created with the world. You know, when you get something or achieve something so great that you just have to share it, it's kind of like that. You know, I knew I had to share it. So with that desire, I was moved to write Fight Back in the Cycles of Anxiety and Depression. I knew I had something so powerful and effective that I couldn't keep it to myself. You know, I don't think that, you know, gifts are given to us to keep. I think that gifts are given to us to share. You know, I wasn't given this knowledge and this wisdom to be selfish with it. I was meant to share it. So now I'm on a mission to do that, to change the field of psychology and self-help by presenting a new perspective that has stood the test of time and transformed some of the most debilitating anxiety and depression I've ever seen and experienced. What was the inspiration, intention, and purpose of writing your book? I wrote Fight Back for those who have tried almost everything else and found no real lasting change in their lives. For those who are ready for the journey of growth and to move to higher levels of living and being. You know, it's not easy work to change your life, but it's harder work trying to maintain a life you don't really want to live. You know, watching the many people I work with go from debilitation to freedom, peace, and living with purpose again in their lives, and sometimes for the first time, inspired me and drove me to sit down and find a way to share this life-changing program with everyone I possibly could. Helping people and watching them transform their lives is absolutely the most rewarding experience I have ever had, and I think I'm a bit addicted to it, to be honest with you. Talk to me for a moment about the services you offer. Well, I primarily specialize in helping people overcome anxiety and depression. That's what I'm most passionate about. I work with people all over the world due to the technological advances of virtual sessions, which are amazing, to help them outgrow anxiety and depression and into the version of themselves they most want to be. And there's an important distinction here that I'd like to point out. I mentioned outgrow. And most people are working to change things by doing things differently. And what I've learned throughout my time and journey personally and professionally, and what has made the difference is that it's not really about doing something different. It's about becoming someone different. For example, think about your life being the way you truly want it to be. Think about what that looks like, what it feels like, the things you do and no longer do. And now think about the version of yourself who is living that life. It's not the version of yourself that you are currently being. If you want something different in life, you must become something different. If you want more in or out of life, you must become more. It's that simple. It's not easy, but in concept, it's really quite simple. I break things down like this into simple, manageable steps and processes for people to take and create those changes within themselves that lead them to a better life. This consists of teachings, which if I had to put a label on myself, I would say I'm a teacher. I believe that knowledge leads to power and knowledge about the self leads to self-empowerment. So laying a solid foundation of knowledge and understanding allows a person to utilize the teachings and tools I share with them. This is really what makes the difference. 
We know that change is a process that happens in the subconscious mind. However, the conscious mind is where we find most self-sabotage. So it's important to work with it as well in a way that supports the subconscious changes we're looking to make. I also utilize the hypnotherapy to drive those changes deep in the subconscious mind for permanent, lasting changes. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? I have several resources out there to learn more about me and my offerings. You can check out MaximizedMind.com, MikeOglesby.com. And if you'd like to check out my weekly podcast where I share teachings, philosophies, and tools based on my system, you can check out EndTheCycles.com. Now, my podcast, End The Cycles, is available on pretty much any major podcast platform. You know, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, you name it. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at author Mike Oglesby, where I'm, you know, constantly updating and letting people know what's going on. So check me out on there as well. We are almost at the end of our conversation, and I have two final questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Oh, this is a question I've thought about many times in my life. I do have one great fear that I allow myself to hang on to, and that's getting to the end of my life, looking back and realizing I did it wrong. And what doing it wrong really means to me is not following my heart, my dreams, and my true desires. I want to make sure I'm stepping into and stepping up to my potential and working towards being a better human and influence in this world. And I think for the most part, I'm doing that. So I'm very happy with my progression and path in life. I'm sure I would continue to make the smaller changes that I do in life, such as, you know, shifting my schedule here and there to make more time for the things that really matter or, you know, focusing a little more on saying something nice to someone, you know, for no reason out of the blue just to lift their spirits. But for the most part, I think I could die a happy man if life was ready to call my number. What are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? First, I know that in reality, I don't know much of anything. You know, I try not to live in the illusion that I understand the greater plan or, you know, the bigger purpose of life and all its fine details. You know, we're sitting here floating on this rock in the middle of, you know, space. What is all this about? I, you know, I believe we come to understand patterns in life, but I also believe that patterns are not always 100% consistent. So I think that's first and foremost. Second, I know that with enough will and determination that we can change our lives. If we're willing to do the things that will bring about those changes for long enough, you know, things will change. I think consistency is key and probably why most people struggle to make real and lasting changes in their lives. Lastly, I know that all things in life provide us an opportunity to grow and become better. You know, I often say there is nothing in my way that I can have, be, and do everything that I truly want, that all situations, circumstances, events, encounters, and experiences are provided as a service to help me to create and manifest my desires, and I allow myself to grow through everything I go through. I think those are three things that I feel confident enough in to say that at this moment, I know them to be true. Thank you so much for your presence 
for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you today and also for the great work you are doing. I have so enjoyed our time together. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Mike Oglesby and his work, please visit MaximizedMind.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.